Hello and welcome to the Walking Free Podcast. This is Ross Knight, and I'm going to be just me today. I don't have any guests, but I had something that I wanted to talk to you about, and that is social conventions. You know, following social conventions. Sometimes we do things unconventionally. Sometimes we stick to the model that has already been presented to us. For instance, I'll just give you an example. You know, I'm coming at things from a pastoral, uh, from that perspective, basically. And so what I see a lot of young people today is not necessarily trusting social conventions of the day. Like, for instance, a social convention I think of is that we often, as we grow up, we go to high school, go to college, Eventually, we'll get a job based on that field that you are studying in uh, from college or whether it's a professional degree beyond uh, undergrad, um, following that sort of a convention. What I'm seeing a lot of people doing today is not necessarily trusting that system. They say, you know, I'm seeing all these people going into hundreds of thousand dollars in debt so why do I need to go through that? Can I just find a job on my own and make a living that way? Well, you know, again, I think there's pros and cons to each. Like if you're going to do to learn a trade, uh, maybe not be like have your own business, but learn a trade. Maybe you want to be an auto mechanic, or maybe you would like to be a linesman, or or. Maybe you are going to be working construction. Maybe like a four-year college degree isn't for you because while I think there are a lot of positives to college, I don't know that being strapped with the overwhelming burden of debt is the way to go in that sort of scenario. It kind of just depends on what you hope to achieve or what you hope to do one day. You know, again, I just see so many people struggling uh, struggling with this burden of debt, and really that was because of following the modern convention of the day, which is to kind of go through the whole system, go to high school, college, and then sometimes they're not even using their college degree. Now, if you're a listener and you're thinking, well, are you saying that going to college is a bad thing? That's not what I'm saying. I had I went to college, went and got my master's even, and I think that was the right way for me. But I also kind of had my eyes opened a little bit and seeing that maybe that conventional method of growing up isn't for everybody. Now I'm now I'm saying I do hope that people are thinking too that maybe just because you're not going for like a four year degree doesn't mean that you're not becoming uh, professionally educated in something. Like if you want to be a linesman, you obviously are going to have to go through some form of a training process. Uh, if you are going to go into construction, you have to work to get a license. If you are going to do whatever, oftentimes there's a training that you have to go through to be able to go into that field of work. You can't just say, hey, I'm going to be this and not be trained in it. Having said that, <laughs> Again, I think one of one of the dangers I see of people going the unconventional method is that people are starting to make money for all sorts of things. Um, like there's YouTube stars out there who probably haven't worked, a, you know, in the conventional sense, worked a day in their life, uh, and yet are making bukus and bukus of money. Um, so again, I think there are pros and cons to doing things 
the conventional way versus the unconventional way. But I think, again, before we disqualify all conventional methods, we have to identify what it is we're actually hoping to do uh, with our lives. And I guess, and it doesn't have to be just in the sense of like what you're going to do one day. That's really more of an example of conventional versus unconventional. But again, I've seen people doing things the unconventional way and finding a lot of success. Now, again, the danger I think I see in that is that people are, you know, will see somebody else's life out there on social media, whether Facebook, Instagram, or Snapchat or whatever, and they say, wow, well, this person's not doing all the stuff that I'm doing. I'm just going to go and do it that way. Again, I think sometimes we idolize or idealize um, people's context outside of our own, you know, like we're saying, or we try and put it into our own context. And it might not work quite the same way. And often the thing, often what I find is that people are advertising their highlights they're not advertising their struggle and so it to someone who doesn't understand or see their context you may not be aware of the struggle that they've gone through to get to that point whether it seems easy or whether it seems difficult it just might not be uh, exactly as it is broadcasted through social media so again but getting back to conventional versus unconventional. You know, sometimes when I think about our relationship with God, I'm thinking the of the conventional method versus the unconventional. And when I say conventional in the in as far as a relationship with God, we're thinking of it in like, you know, the Judeo-Christian method of, you know, growing up in that family that is that is goes to, you know, Sabbath school and then church and then goes through Adventist education and and or again, that's the conventional Adventist method, method, I should say. But church in general, you know, there's a convention, there's a social convention there. Uh, there's the pre-church, there's church, there's what you do after church. And, and people who grow up in that culture uh, begin to see that as the norm, as that's the way to Jesus, basically. But what I'm seeing, a lot of people challenge that because we see so many people who lose a a close relationship with God, yet they've still gone through the motions of it day by day by day. And so what I'm seeing a lot of young people doing is looking for unconventional methods of, you know, having that close relationship, that close walk with God. And pros and cons to conventional versus unconventional. Pros would be that there's structure, there is a process, there is a lot of resources available to you. There's, there's all these testimonies. There's community uh, in. There's community in church. I hear these people, and they tell me stories of, you know, I haven't gone to church in however many years, and so we think sometimes. So you don't believe in God? Oh, I believe in God. I just don't believe in church. I believe in God. I, I just get closer to Him when I'm not with Christians. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? People grow. Cl- Some people are saying they grow closer to God when they're not spending time with Christians. Uh, again, that's not my experience. That's not my. That's not mine. But I can't necessarily just dismiss someone else's experience. So, should we just be okay with that in the church? Should we just be okay 
with people who are saying that they're embracing God or embracing even even Adventist theology, if we're coming at it from that that background, even if they're embracing that, they just don't plain want to be a part of the community. Is this unconventional method, is it okay? You know, I'm not going to give you a, I'm, I'm a pastor and I'm not going to be the guy who says, yeah, it's okay that you're not going to church. I'm probably not that person. But in a sense, I want to be open to the idea that someone's experience and their context is different than mine. What I've found oftentimes is that it's sometimes the case is that people are being governed by their wounds. They were wounded by the church. They were wounded by someone in the church. And because of that negative experience, they don't really want to be a part of it. Again, that's sometimes. There's other people. I've met them. I don't have any ill will to the church. I don't have nothing, no, nothing bad. I don't, I don't, that's not, it's just the church isn't relevant to me. And so I want to have a relationship with God, but the church isn't doing that for me. What do you do in that situation? Is the conventional method to just say, yeah, come to, you've got to come, you've got to come, you've got to come. That's what you got to do. I think probably in that scenario, and if I had a guest with you, I would ask their opinions too. But I think in that scenario, I think having the church or someone from the church, even if you yourself are just seeing yourself as a as a representative, you don't even have to see yourself as a representative. If you just are identifying someone, I think what I would say is that we have to be relationally involved with those people. We have to be willing to, if hey, if they're not coming to me, then I'm going to go to them. And first off, shut up a little while and listen to what their experience is versus what our own experience is. Um, we may not always understand what they're going through, but I think if you're, especially if you're trying to advertise the church, then you have an opportunity to be the church to them by not falling into their stereotypical ideas of what someone from the church is to be. Because in my mind, or at least what I'm seeing uh, a lot of these folks are going through, in my mind, what what's happening is, is, is they're waiting for you to be that stereotypical church member sometimes where they're saying, yeah, they're just ready to preach to me some more and this, that, and the other. Oftentimes what we need to do, so, I mean, listen, sometimes someone needs a good sermon in their life, you know, <laughs> but they need to be the ones to choose to listen to a sermon. You don't just get to dictate when they're listening to a sermon or not, okay? But what I'm getting at is that when you are meeting with that person, you're letting them know that, hey, I'm here for you. And I want to understand what's going on in your life. I want to understand you've got, you're telling me that you're growing closer to God without the church. You're doing something in a, in an unconventional way. I want to know more about what you're going through before I can speak into your context. And too many times what I think I think happens is that we're so quick to speak without really understanding what someone's journey is that they're currently going through. Now again, I understand why it's our uh, why it's our reason to uh, you know our inclination to jump in and speak very quickly because many of us have seen things and and like for instance older people if they're quicker to jump in and speak into someone's life uh, like even going back to like the what are you doing with your life type thing, it's because a lot of these older people have the wisdom and experience of seeing their peers try and do very much the same thing. You know, there's the old saying is there's nothing new under the sun, especially when it comes to people. 
And so, but at the same time, the generations that we're seeing today are so different from generations of the past. And we don't, and, and, and we don't see young people just doing things the way it was done before just because they're told to. What I am seeing, a lot of young people and millennials alike, you know, young people and young professionals doing is that they want to understand why they have, are doing things the way they're doing them before they'll just accept that they do it that way. Because, it, you know, say, well, it's always been done like that. You know, this traditional mindset doesn't usually fly with young people. They, we have to know, we have to know why it is that we do the things that we do. We want to know why the church meets the way that it meets. We want to know why we've got to go to college, why we've got to go and and uh, study for a career before we will embrace going and doing those things. Now, don't get me wrong. Some of these people will just jump right into it, get an idea that sounds cool and go for it and kind of get neck deep into something before they really understand uh, what they've jumped into. But if it sounds like something that is positive, life-changing, or something that is uh, is helping the world in some way, I've seen young people drawn to that sort of thing. So again, if I could in any way summarize, I realize I've been all over the place in this as I've been talking, but if there's any way I can summarize this at all is that conventional ways of doing things are not always bad. And they're not always good, okay? It really depends on what the dreams of are of the person who is participating. You know, like in the example of what do you want to do with your life? If you're going to do it in a conventional way, if you want to, if you want to uh, grow up in the conventional way, that might work in whatever field. Like if you want to be a doctor, I want to encourage you to go through med school, okay? That's the conventional way, but that's also the way that's going to get you to down the path of being a professional doctor. But, you know, if you are wanting to do something different outside of the normal way, you have to identify if conventional steps are to get there or unconventional steps. And I've kind of come back to the church a little bit. Again, I think our relationship with God is the absolute most important thing. And I think, I shouldn't say I think, I know that what is working for some doesn't always work for someone else. That being said, I fully believe and embrace what the Bible has to say about being in a community of uh, uh, being in a, in a community of Christ. And uh, I think that many people find themselves back um, because they are coming back because when they have they really have that relationship with God, they want to share it with others. They also want to be around other like-minded people who are into this idea of spreading the gospel around the world. That said, church communities aren't always doing what they are intended to be doing. And sometimes it draws people away. So what I would say about those who are saying, well, I, I can be away from church and still have a close relationship with God. I think one of the dangers of it is that you're losing accountability with people. You're losing the the accountability partners in your life who can speak into your life and help you along the way when you're confused or when you're having struggles. They can see things that maybe you can't see, but that can also sound a whole lot like being the typical judgmental Christian that they are escaping the church to begin with from. So again, I think it kind of depends, but at the same time, 
I think there's so much value in having a being a part of a church body. Now, having said that, there's probably going to be a part two to this conversation at some point because then once we've agreed upon that we want to be a part of a church, we want to be a part of a church community. There are unconventional ways about being a part of a church community uh, that are not exactly the traditional method. And so um, next time, maybe not next time, but at some point I'm going to talk about, is it okay to do church um, conventionally? Is it is it only supposed to be conventional or can we do church in unconventional means? And I think if you've heard me talking about this, you'll know a little bit where I'm going to go in that conversation. But Having said that, again, I think it depends a little bit what your life context is, what your dreams are, what you're hoping to do, what you'd like to do, whether conventional means or unconventional. Uh, Oftentimes, the ones who are unconventional, you can very much see, though, that God has blessed their efforts and is using them in unconventional ways. And God can use us in unconventional ways. So with that being said, thank you so much for listening. This has been another episode of Walking Free. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.